Welcome to Between Lewis and Lovecraft. I'm Hannah. And I'm Tyler. We're here to learn more about the lives of authors that have inspired us. A journey into the stories they not only created, but also lived. So join us as we dive deep into the worlds that live just out of reach. We're back in the studio. Two people hanging out in a confined space talking about books. That sounded way more exciting with your voice than I could have made it sound. Yeah, I mean, we tried it like five times and you just didn't pull it off at all. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So we turned it over to the real professional. So then I had to take over, like I always do. As (laughs) usual. Welcome, listeners, to Between Lewis and Lovecraft, where I, Tyler Clausen, go on random tangents while while Hannah uh, acts like a rodeo cowboy, lassoing me together and making pig tying me up so that I can't <laughs> move. Hog tying me up so I can't move. And then she actually informs you of things that are very, very important for you to know. So you sound smart at parties. That's the most athletic you've ever made me sound. I'm apparently able to lasso and hogtie You grew up in Malala. You should be able to do this, right? I've got the hand-eye coordination of some things without hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So you'd really hogtie. Yep. Really get into the hog part. Um, Yeah, so today's uh, just a, you know what? Everyone just take a seat. Everyone just chill out. Gather around, children. Yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna hang. You know, it's just gonna be bro time on the on the podcast. We're gonna talk about our feelings. Oh, maybe a little bit of uh, constructive criticisms. Ooh. We're gonna talk about other people doing stuff, and uh, uh, mostly we like with doing the Halloween episode, and then Stephen King, Sylvia Plath, like things got dark. Things got dark there. <laughs> <laughs> it was intense. It was crazy time. Um, and uh, some some things are happening. Some, there's going to be some change on the horizon. So we just want to take this time to just talk about this year a little bit. You've been teasing the change on the horizon for like the past five episodes. Have I? Have I, I, I not feel actually like said it on the show? I don't think you have. Well, maybe. I don't remember. Well, we'll do it officially now. <gasps> Drum roll. I'm going to be a dad. Woohoo! You're going to have a little Lovecraft or uh, little Clausen. A little Lovecraft looking for Grandpa Whipple. Have you seen my Grandpa Whipple? Have you seen my Grandpa Whipple? I'm going to tell him, I'm going to teach him to call my dad Whipple so that he will have a Grandpa Whipple. Yes. Hopefully he'll turn out less racist <laughs> than Lovecraft. Uh, One can only hope. Yeah, I am going to have a, a son. I'm going to have a boy. Um, we, we learned the gender immediately as soon as we could. Um, and then, and then from that point on, my wife and I began to fight over what the name of the child was going to be. But I thought you'd already determined boy name (sighs) versus girl name. And so that all went out the window as soon as you found out it was actually going to be a boy. Yes. We had an agreement and, uh, I can safely talk about this because my wife does not listen to this show. Um, (laughs) My wife and I had an agreement as to what we were going to name our children. And the agreement was this. And look, if you're you're in a relationship where you're trying to figure out how we're going to do names, I believe that this agreement is actually a perfect 
settlement on that. And it is, um, you're, you, you have the idea you're going to have two kids and then there's variations of that, right? Two boys, two girls. Rebecca, my wife, she gets the first name of the first boy and the first name of the first girl. And I get the middle name of the first boy and the middle name of the first girl. Then, if we have a second boy, I get the first name and she gets the middle name. If we have a second girl, I get the first name and she gets the middle name. So, there is a chance that she gets all of the name, all of the gets, first names. She gets the first names for the boy and the girl. If we have a boy and a girl, she gets the name, the first name for each. I get the middle name, right? And then if we have two boys, we each get a first name. We each get a middle name. Same with two girls. If we end up having four kids, we each get one of each, right? So it's like a checkers situation. We all win. <laughs> it was perfect. It was the most perfect agreement I've ever come up with. And she agreed to it years ago. And then the doctor said, yeah, you're going to have a boy. And it all went out the window. Yeah. Like she opened the window. She picked it up by the back (laughs) of its neck and she just (laughs) threw it out like a rag doll. And you can't argue because she's the one that has the baby inside of her. She's the one that's carrying the baby. So That's really unfair. I'm so sorry. It's not unfair. She's (laughs) carrying the child within her. She's had to deal with more shit in in this last eight months than six months, I guess. Uh, she's, we got, we got 10 weeks left on this, on this pregnancy. It's coming along. It's coming along. Good. Um, Becca being pregnant is not a thing that Becca likes. Uh, she is not going to be one of those women who is like addicted to being pregnant, which, uh, I've never met one of those women and I hope I never do. I have, I've met those women and it's. Annoying. If you're one of those women, I apologize for insulting you, but I don't want to hang out. No, it's I don't apologize. Stop <laughs> pooping out children. It's gross. And it's annoying that we all have to treat you differently all the time. All the time. At a certain point, this is just your normal. So <laughs> the new normal. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't remember a time if you're pregnant so much that I look at you and I don't even realize that you're nine months pregnant. Because that's just the status quo. Because that's just who you are. That there's a problem. If my wife comes to me and says, "Oh yeah, did you hear that blah 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 had a baby?" and I was like, "She was pregnant." (laughs) I just saw her two weeks ago at the store. I did not realize that they were having a kid. That's a problem. Stop having kids. You know, all of that sounded a little bit like your problem, but yeah, I know, I know. I'm I'm putting my thing on other people. Look, if you <laughs> like having kids, have as many kids as you want if you can afford it. Yeah. Important caveat. It's a little, yeah, it's a little important. So, uh, what's ten weeks from from today? That's January. January thirty first is our current uh, due date. Uh, obviously, there's you know some back and forth there. It could be sooner, it could be later, but. Uh, all it means is that I totally got some on August 31st or May 1st. No, yeah, that math did not (laughs) check out. (laughs) I'm like, you told me she was pregnant before August 31st. I said August. I meant April. (laughs) I meant April. And and there's not 31 days in April, so it's May 1st. (laughs) It's the day that uh, uh, April scheduled all of Ron's appointments. (laughs) April 30th. (laughs) I didn't think it was a real day. I didn't think it was a real day. 
Um, yeah, so so we're going to have a kid, and uh, we don't know what the name is. Uh, we know it's a boy. Um, right now, we're calling him Hiccup. Because that's what he does all the time. It's what he did uh, the first time we got ultrasounds, um, and uh, my life totally changed. I teared up the whole the whole nine yards. He spent the whole time hiccuping in there. He, the little camera was on. I just <laughs> and his, his little shoulders kept going out, and she's she's like, "Oh, that's him hiccuping." So we just decided to call him Hiccup. And then you like yelled at Becca's belly to try to scare the hiccups out of him, right? Well, actually, yeah, he wasn't facing towards us. He was facing towards Rebecca's back. Mm-hmm. So all we could see is his spine. So I was like, I was like, hey, little Hiccup, turn around. We want to see you. <laughs> I'm like literally yelling this at him. And uh, he didn't. He's defying me. So he's <sighs> been a defiant little shit since the moment I first laid eyes on him. <laughs> Man, <laughs> he is really going to have some unfair expectations laid on him from the moment he enters this world. You're already holding stuff against him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you guys can't tell, today's episode is going to be pretty chill. Um, we don't have one specific author that we're diving into. Um, do we have one for next session, for next it's episode? It's some Christmas, dude. It's a Christmas one, right? That's what yes. I've, I felt like we, we were doing that, and then we're going to do our gift exchange end of year gift exchange which i am ahead of the curve i already got part of the gift what yep i am behind the curve i have not even thought about what i'm getting you yet now i have to figure that well i'm always so bad at gifts that i just had an idea the other day talking about you hand draw your 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 cards it's the coolest shit ever (laughs) don't even right now i'm scared (laughs) Don't even right now. I If I had the hiccups, I would not anymore. <laughs> My kid has no chance. <laughs> Meg and I have talked about how uh, like we, we play through scenarios in our head, and our favorite right now is when our son sits us down and goes, Mom, Dad, you know, I'm a little bit older now, and there's some things I've learned about myself, and I, I just I felt it was time that I was honest with you guys and so that I can really be honest with myself and I'm a jock oh, I, wa- no. I want to play basketball <laughs> and, and Becca would be like come on no <laughs> haven't you tried not being a jock haven't you tried playing Dungeons and Dragons with the other kids we can watch Lord of the Rings again <laughs> the extended edition do we need to go to church to where you can hang out with the other nerdy children who don't do sports, basketball, basketball. Oh my god! Yeah, that's gonna be our our big one. Is is when he reveals to us that he's into sports. Yeah, I like how you impersonating like a ten year old kid has like this deep man <laughs> voice. So I, I thought he was like twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I wasn't going for for ten. I was going maybe for like fifteen. Oh, okay. I don't know what what at what age do you figure that out for yourself that you're a jock? Um, I feel like most child athletes now are starting at like age six. You know, <laughs> if you don't start by seven, you're never yeah. gonna make a college team. Yeah, right. You gotta you gotta know your tracks and stay in. Yeah, it. stay in your lane. Yeah. Um. So so this year has been pretty crazy. There's you know last year. 2020 we had we had the pandemic we had fires you know and uh here at least in the pacific northwest 
We had uh, some crazy uh, political landscapes that we had to get over. What? I know. It was like 2020 was like a year, right? I still have a face mask that smells like tear gas. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 2021 is like, it's like the, I don't know. It's, it's like the hangover. I feel like. Yeah. So the party, like we don't like it. It's better, but we don't like it. Right. It's, we're ready to move on with our life. <laughs> um, but in that, I feel like I have, I have done more for my writing career this year than I have in all the years combined pre this year, pre 21. How do you feel? How are you feeling about your writing? Um, I've had situation is. Uh, I guess technically better. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, technically, yes, I've had more stuff in print this year than any other year since college, which is great. Yeah. But fiction writing wise, bleh. Is your because you, you're a journalist? You you yes. go out. And- <laughs> Journalize. I journalize. Yeah. That's the verb. <laughs> That's the, it's the official thing. Hannah Ray, journalizer. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm going to make you a badge that just <laughs> <laughs> journalize. <laughs> That'll go over great at the all staff meeting. Yeah. Um, so you're writing, are, how how much are you putting out? Like, are you weekly releasing? That's kind of a personal question between me and my boyfriend, oh, how much I I'm putting you out. You know what? I'll call, hold on. I'll call Tom. <laughs> how much is she putting out? No. no not um, the putting out I intended. In terms of web content, like daily. Uh, wow. But our print magazine is only quarterly. So we've had two and the third one comes out in January. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So... Yeah, it's probably about like online content is probably a little more than I did previously. Yeah, maybe um, it's hard to quantify. Is it? Yeah, like how does that work? How do you jump into that sort of job? Like, it it seems like it's a running treadmill. How it is you, a running treadmill. Yeah. I have stuff that I shot in July that I still have not written. Oh so, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm maximum anxiety going into the holiday season. Yeah. Um, and so is that the reason why you feel like your fiction hasn't been as... Oh, for sure. Because, I mean, we both... I, I, we'll find out how far you made it in NaNoWriMo, but we both started at the beginning of the month and I made it like 10 days in before I was like, okay, this is not working with me doing like 8 to 12 hours of other... Writing. Journalizery. Gi- writing a day. Yeah, journalizery. So I, I was, you know, going strong for the first week and a half. And then after that, I just like keeled over on the side of the treadmill yeah wow um yeah i mean i work i work full-time like a manual labor job so coming home like the whole drive home legit i'm listening to music and my brain is on fire with ideas um and then the second i get home like oh it's nap time they're gone (laughs) (laughs) and after nap time i need to wake up with Three hours of the newest Marvel content. <laughs> and then it's nine o'clock. So got to get ready for bed. <laughs> I feel like so much of life is like getting ready for bed, getting ready for the day. <laughs> yeah. And not actually doing anything. Uh, so, yeah. So NaNoWriMo, if, if you're a listener and you don't know what that is, you uh, are weird. It's uh, National Novel Writing Month. I've had to explain this to a lot of people. I felt like it was more well known throughout writerly communities, yeah. but yeah, 
Uh, National Novel Writing Month is the month of November, and uh, you spend the month trying to write 50,000 words, which is the bare minimum for a novel, um, which is not true, to be honest. Uh, a novel no. can be shorter, and I mean, a 50,000-word novel is a, it's a novel. It's a good novel. <laughs> you don't need... It's not like if you do 50, other people are going to be like... <laughs> You only did 50. Mm. I don't know. Frank Herbert might look down on that. Frank Herbert's a bastard who makes me feel terrible about myself. <laughs> and I love him. <laughs> Emotions are running very high on Thanksgiving At Eve. At least he didn't technically cheat on his wife. He just waited a week. After she died. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am currently sitting at as of uh november 24th at 7 51 p.m i am currently sitting at out of 50,000 words 11,700 words Ooh. yeah so let's i'll you might I'll not get there you, i'll get I there i got a week yeah yeah keep telling yourself I can write 40,000 words in a week. That's not hard. Yeah, just, you know, in between meals, Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving courses, Mm -hmm. you know, take a break. I'm just going to open my mouth and my wife will zoom by with some food real quick. Yeah. It'll be great. (laughs) I'll have her puree everything so I can just drink it. Um, let's see. I think my word count when I tapped out was about 16,000 something. 16, all right. Yeah, I, I mean, I was doing pretty well, like, meeting the word count. It's about, it's like 1,660 some words a day that you're supposed to write to meet 50,000 by the end of the month. Yeah. And I was doing that pretty solidly for the 10 days that I did it, and then I just stopped, so... Right. Um, yeah, and and I do genuinely still plan on writing as much as I can on this uh, so that I can... Uh, the thing about the project I'm working on is I'm not trying to write a novel. I'm trying to write a series of short stories. So that doesn't bother me. Not hitting gotcha. a 50 doesn't bother me. If I can finish um, this next short, which I'm, I'm only about maybe... 3,000 words into um, so if I can if I can get seven more and and pump this short out then that means that I'm <clears throat> looking pretty good going into the new year and my hope is to start releasing these shorts once a month um, and then our listeners if they feel so inclined can go buy it and help support an indie author it's just trying to you know get his work out there <laughs> Just saying. Go buy Tyler's stuff, guys. Eventually. Eventually. Uh, but I'm a stats guy. I love stats. I love looking at numbers and I stats like the and chart. graphs and shit like that. Um, on average, I write 490 words per day so far this month. Okay. At this rate, I'll be done on February 10th. So. Well, you're going to have little hiccup by then. So <laughs> that mm-hmm. might, you know slow you down a little bit it might possibly maybe uh definitely will (laughs) um i didn't actually start submitting words i didn't actually really start writing until the fourth so a few days and then it's like on and off a lot uh and then i i do generally hit almost two thousand words a day when i do write nice so it's like 
I just have large spans of of, of not writing, yeah. and then so if if we finish this enough or finish this episode soon enough, I might actually like sit down for a little bit and try and and write uh, just to do that, and then tomorrow morning, Thanksgiving morning, I'm gonna like spend my morning writing. Um, so yeah, <sighs> maybe I'll do that too. Yeah, it's not buckle it, down. November's not over. There is November still is one not whole over. Week. I know. I've like been telling everyone that I threw in the towel. I'm like, it's done. It's done. And everyone's like, there's still two weeks or you, a week you and a half could, left. If you pushed yourself. I, you could get to twenty five thousand. I could nine thousand words. That's so much work. It's it's <laughs> not though. If you think about it, because you were saying you were uh, you were hitting sixteen hundred. Right. Mm-hmm. If you six, hit sixteen hundred for the next week, you would you would, would be over five, twenty-five thousand. Yeah. So I, I I believe in you, Hannah. Thank you. That's I think our so listeners nice believe in you as well. And if you let us all down, <laughs> I feel like sometimes the more people say they believe in me, the more I'm just like, no, I can't do it, and I just like totally like collapse in on myself. Just remember that if you don't, then Talon will write, and then oh my god, and it'll be better it'll than be mine. Better. Oh. So you need to write in order to keep ahead of him. <laughs> is this healthy to have such a competitive uh, view of our relationship? You know, it, whatever works, right? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> the writing, uh, his hair is getting super long. So I went and got my hair trimmed the other day and they were like, how much do you want off? And I'm like, almost none. My boyfriend's hair is getting so long. <laughs> Mine has to stay longer. That's <laughs> Everything funny. is so competitive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I even did artwork for the the first book cover, the first <laughs> shorts. I can't help but do art. No, I think that's like I laugh because I'm like Tyler can do everything for his stories except actually write them, but it's also a huge part of the creative process. It so is, at least for me, yeah, it's like being able to. And I talked about this. Um, I've been recording a bunch of correspondence episodes that we'll be releasing in the new year, um, and. Uh, I was talking about this with someone where I like to do the cover art because it allows me allows me a chance to meditate on the story itself and just kind of, you know, I'm in the space of thinking about the story so then I can um, keep my mind there. But then I'm not just like I'm not writing. I'm not I don't know how to put it. I'm thinking about it, but I'm not thinking about it too hard. I guess. No, I get that. And I know there's a lot of um, writers, and I've done this in the past too, where um, they'll like draw the characters. Mm-hmm. I think like um, Brianna Fenty, she does this too sometimes yeah. with her stuff, and she's super talented at this. Um, but yeah, I, I've done that in the past too, and it, it helps kind of get your mind in the story world. So yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, and a lot of things right with it. So I'm trying to find it. Here's here. I actually had to open up the PDF that I had saved it in, but that's that's the cover art Ooh. for the for the first one. So we're looking at like a hooded skeleton uh, figure holding a beverage yeah. of some type. Yeah, it's a, it's and a beer. what are the um, little, little circle coins, stone little coins? coins? Yeah. So <clears throat> so this is based off of. Uh, the same world that I created for the Players Guild podcast, mm-hmm. um, and that artwork is actually was cr- was commissioned by uh, Britt, one of the co-producers of the show. She commissioned that artwork, and then I was like, "Hey, I love that artwork so much, I'm going to steal it and use it for my books." And she's like, "Yeah, that's fine." <laughs> so, so I I created all that all the the design around it, and uh, and now it'll hopefully become even bigger as a uh, homage to the other show and everything nice. like that. So that's the other thing I've been I've been working on a lot. 
Uh, is the Players Guild. I'm pretty proud of that. So <laughs> you said looking like a hostage. Yes, I love it so much. Guys, he's not making eye contact. Tyler, blink twice if you need someone to call 911. Um, no, I do love it. Do you want to hear a piece, a small piece from... Uh, I'll, I'll share it. From the... Uh, from, uh, from your short? From the short. It's called yes. the, the Penny Lich, a fantasy sitcom. And the first short uh, is about... Uh, it's called... It, so it's the Penny Lich. It, basically, think of it as a show, right? A, a sitcom show where you have the name of the show and then you have the name of the episode, right? So the Penny Lich, a fantasy sitcom, is the name of the show. And then the name of the episode is uh, Sword of the Wild Elf. Ooh. Yeah. It's All right. very, very fantasy. Very <laughs> fant- ma- Maximum fantasy. Maximum fantasy. That Are you dirty. ready for maximum fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds kind of dirty. Right? Yeah. yeah I'm I'm this is awkward now. Get your buttholes right. <laughs> Ew, Tyler. <laughs> Her maximum fantasy. <laughs> oh, look at the time. I got to put the turkey in the oven. Oh, it's already 25 minutes into the episode? All right. We made it that far before Tyler said butthole. <laughs> yeah, okay, so <laughs> we're going to hear part of... Uh, <clears throat> The, the sword of the wild elf. The sword of the wild elf. I'm, now I'm I'm like trying to figure out what the best part is to uh, to read because to be completely honest, I'm I'm really not sure. Let's. Uh, <laughs> Do we need to clap? <laughs> no, no, I got it. Uh, that chair is broken. No, um, Jesus so, so. <laughs> So basically, um, there's the the very beginning of the story. There's uh, Cecilia, Eric, and Elliot. Uh, Cecilia is a, a fightery chick. She likes to get into battle. Uh, Eric is her twin brother. He's a ranger-ish, more archery type guy. And then uh, Elliot is a is a cleric. And they their job was to go in and assess. Um, how dangerous this wild elf is in his tavern, and uh, in so doing, they end up pissing him off and his entire gang, which he's named the Bandits Guild, and uh, and then they do a bet that if um, <laughs> if they can even hurt the wild elf with like an arrow, then he will uh, you know give them whatever they want. But he's got a magic sword, so they're gonna put that to the test. Uh, so this is where it picks up. A few minutes later, the magic blade of Mabel says that its wielder can be anywhere, and in a moment of peril, it will come to his rescue, Elliot says. Reading from a scroll, Noodle, <clears throat> the uh, wild elf, stands at one end of the large tavern and Eric on the other, the sword still sitting on the table in the middle. Eric knocks an arrow and preps to shoot the elf. So, if this sword somehow saves Noodle from Eric's arrow, then we know that it's, at the very least, magical. If not the fabled blade of Mabel, Elliot finishes. And then I can tackle him, Cecilia whispers, preparing herself. Yes, then you can take him out. 
bag and elf on day one. She watches the sword. Ready? Elliot says. Aim. <clears throat> Eric aims the arrow. He has done this a thousand times. A thousand upon a thousand. He hopes the sword will be fast enough to deflect the arrow. He doesn't want to kill Noodle, but he will. He'll sink his arrow directly into the elf's heart. Fire! Eric is about to release the arrow, but something stops him. It's not guilt or fear, nor is it hesitation. Something keeps him from moving his hand the way that it should, the way it has a thousand times before. It's not emotion that keeps him from firing. It's a pair of bloody, severed hands hitting him in the face. <clears throat> The blade of Mabel moves through the air, launching itself at the cleric and slicing through both wrists as he shouts fire, cutting them cleanly and perfectly so that by the time he's finished telling the archer to shoot, he no longer has hands. Ah! Elliot screams in pain and fear. Eric looks over to see what's happened and his eyes light up. Blood spills out of the gaping wounds all over the ground. Elliot stands in agony and shock. What the fuck? What the fuck? Eric screams as he runs over to the hands to grab him. No, 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 why? Oh God! Cecilia begins to run towards Elliot as she watched the sword move, but she didn't care about where it went. She then turns at the last second to see Elliot missing his hands and trips over her own foot. Noodle takes the chance and punches her in the stomach, doubling her over. Oh, sweet Denier! Oh, Lord Og! Elliot says as he looks, looks for help from Eric. Eric takes the hands and tries to put them back on Elliot's body. It's gonna be okay, right? We can fix this, right? He weeps. Oh, gods, we can fix this, right? Blood continues to pour out and the crowd is in complete chaos. Use a healing spell, fix yourself! Eric screams, Elliot sobs and screams back, I have to use my hands to cast those spells! And then Eric screams back, that's a terrible magic system! That's how the book opens. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish people could see all of the, like, contorting I was doing. Yeah, you were just... really flinching over there. You oh, God. For, I could see it for some reason. Uh, Usually I'm okay with gore in books, but maybe something about it being said out loud is too gross for me. The quick little caption after that. The Temple of the Divine. Elliot, Cecilia, and Eric are sitting in a temple of life. Cecilia's face is bandaged, blood on her clothes, and red streaks of blood still shimmering in her short white hair. A look of absolute terror and exhaustion hangs over her. Her strong body twitches and she cringes in pain. Hand on her side, she readjusts. Eric sits next to his sister, his white hair strained almost completely in iron and plasma. His clothes are ripped and his angular face is worn, memories of a few hours prior running through his mind. Elliot, wearing clean new garments, blonde hair in a small ponytail, looks at his newly bandaged hands. He knows the power of the divine better than most, so he believes that they can fix him, but there's something that lingers in his head. It's an image of holding up his hands and them missing. It burned itself into his brain. Cecilia looks up at Elliot and smiles a sickly smile. So, she holds on to the word for a moment. That didn't go super well. Elliot vomits into a bucket. <laughs> 
yeah. So that was that was the first thing that I wrote for this this whole uh, short series that I'm doing. I kind of trying to set a tone. So how long is your goal for like each episode to be? <clears throat> uh, Ten thousand words for each story, uh, and then I'm hoping to do twelve episodes for each season of the of the story so you're looking at 120,000 words a season yeah but two of those i already plan on having them be like halloween and christmas specials because those are my favorite parts of sitcoms like beck and i will legitimately watch like we'll sit down the week before christmas and watch all of the office christmas episodes all the community christmas episodes you know stuff like that so i want to have those same things so really the actual story is going to be you know 10 episodes and then kind of two extras oh, okay that are holiday themed that's funny that you say that today because my mom and i just did our annual tradition of watching the gossip girl thanksgiving episode Ooh, yes is that a like is that a particular one time thing that we happened? have a particular one like they have thanksgiving episodes in most of the seasons i think mm -hmm. um but there's the season three I think it's season three. Thanksgiving is uh, the one that my mom and my sister and I love the most because it's like maximum drama and ridiculousness. Nice. So we just watched that again today. We might do Gilmore Girls Thanksgiving tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we like Christmas episodes too, but for did some you, reason. Did you ever watch Community? I tried. I couldn't get into it. You should definitely watch their Christmas episodes. Okay. Especially season three. Especially season three is just where it's at, it's apparently. Usually shows hit their stride in season in three. In season three. They've had enough time to like fix a lot of their mistakes and get the characters figured out. Uh, and if they've made it to season three, then it means they have actually like budget and like the kind of they can throw around their weight a little bit. So yeah, yeah. Okay, community season three, Christmas. Christmas well, I gotta wait till after tomorrow. Just be aware, it's. It's a, it's a musical episode. Oh, God, I hate musicals, Tyler. But that's what makes it. They good. hate musicals, too? Yes. <laughs> okay. You will understand immediately why it's so good. Okay. So, uh, listeners out there, if you need a good Christmas show to watch, Community Season 3. Um. So, wait, will you be writing the Penny Lich <laughs> Christmas episode coming up here soon? No, that'll be next, next Christmas. So... What do I have to look forward to at Christmas, then? This year? Nothing. <laughs> the, the void wow, of, that was so sad. The void of happiness and hopefully the, the, the darkness that lies within the tunnels within mountains, knowing that on the other side there's light, but behind you is only darkness. I don't know why, but I'm very depressed now. <laughs> like, that was mostly nonsense, but I'm still very sad. I was trying to think of anything I could. <laughs> the darkness within the, the mountains, darkness. within the tunnels, within the... <laughs> I almost went, like, full to Tolkien in there. Yeah, that was a very Tolkien-esque sentence. Um, did you want to read anything from yours? I'll read one from mine. Um... Uh, yeah, I told you before the show, I was, like, trying to find any sort of section that worked like as a standalone and I just like don't have one so I'm gonna do this little uh like prologue thing I wrote and my novel that I've got like mostly formed in my head mm -hmm. but it's just like gotta get it out it's very difficult to yep. write the words that I so clearly visualize in my mind yep. when I'm driving or in the shower or anywhere that's not got a keyboard yep um but it's a uh, a murder novel as you will 
no doubt be shocked to hear. I've never thought for one <laughs> second that you wouldn't do a murder novel. So, so um, my my very ambiguous prologue. I don't know if this will actually be the prologue, but it's it's. But it helps you. It it's helps on page you write one. Your story. Yes, yeah. uh, is as follows. <clears throat> A psychic once told my grandmother the Hawthorne women were cursed. They had offended the spirits somewhere along the line, trapping each generation that followed in a never-ending streak of bad luck. My grandmother lapped it all up, probably because that meant she wasn't responsible for how her family turned out. I never put much stock in superstitions and curses, just smiled and nodded whenever Gamma Sue went off on one of her rants. But with everything that happened last year, I started to wonder if maybe she wasn't so crazy after all. <sighs> What happened last year, Hannah? Well, we'll find out if I ever finish writing we'll it. Happen, we'll find out next year. Next year. <laughs> once we get your Christmas special, maybe we'll find out what happened last year. Is that year. the deal? If I Once I release my <laughs> Christmas special of the Penny Lich, you'll release I'll your... be like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, time to wrap oh, up this murder thing. Oh, he's actually doing this. All right. Yeah. Is this at all based off of the idea I had given you some time ago? No, I still really, I'm trying to find the right plot to go with that idea. And I'm, yeah. I'm just like, oh, because your idea is so perfect and just nothing's good enough to go with it. I'm See, like, and I just, I don't do mystery. Like I've just never, I've been thinking about a sci-fi story I want to write and there's mystery to it. And I'm like, the problem is I don't write mystery well. I'm not good at like, oh, here's a subtle clue, and oh, here's this little thing, and I'm more like, yeah, the bad guy's right there. Go fight him. <laughs> I mean, I, I respect that. Mystery is hard, and I think maybe that's one of my like roadblocks right now is I know the plot twist that I want in there, yeah. but it's just like I feel like it's taking me so long to get to any of them. Yeah. Like I'm 16,000 words in, and I've barely set the scene. Like That's actually something that I've realized in in writing short stories. I've It's allowed me to just be like, okay, I don't need to put anything between here and there anymore. We need to get to there. Mm -hmm. um, and I was explaining this the other day uh, in an interview where it's like... Um, you, having a 10,000 word um, limit is perfect for me because I'm writing a sitcom, right? And uh, if you watch sitcoms like I do, like I break sitcoms down and there's always an A plot, B plot, and sometimes a C plot with your characters. And when you have an ensemble cast, you have nine to 15 characters to choose from. Um, so if I say, if I have, I think I have for the Penny Lich seven or eight characters that are like the, the main characters so i can take those characters and do three different stories so now i have ten thousand words well i just said i'm gonna do three stories in this one story right so now that just reduced me down to three thousand three hundred and thirty three words for each story mm -hmm. right and then inside of that i need to write a beginning intro a middle conflict and then an end resolution so that now i'm looking at 1100 words for each of those sections so i'm like it's like tricking me into going oh i only have to write 1100 words right but then i do that 10 times and and i'll write like a little intro bit like that was that i just read like it's like 
this fun little thing. Um, so that's going to take up at least a thousand, maybe 1500 words. Mm -hmm. So I actually really only have like 900. So now we're, you know, like, and the numbers keep helping me. That's why I like stats and stuff because it helps me trick myself into going, I don't have to write 10,000 words. No, I only just have a, a thousand trick. words to get this point across so I can, I don't have to go, oh, I have to put, you know, point A and then fill all this space to get to point B. It's like, no, dude, you don't, you don't have time. You need to get from point A to point B now. And so that's why I've really enjoyed, like, not writing a novel, writing a mm -hmm. short story instead. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. So maybe just do a short mystery where you just <laughs> murder everybody. And Everybody's then... dead at the very beginning. I mean, honestly, though, it might be a good way to do it to where you can, if you write a short story and then you just jump, like, jump into it as you think of the ideas mm -hmm. see where that takes you you know you i think have you ever i don't think you have but have you ever watched any anime at all no no well i mean uh hayao miyazaki <coughs> hayao miyazaki yes. yeah um as a as a form of studying story structure it's a really cool idea to maybe watch a couple of anime uh, like TV shows that are based off of mangas and stuff. Um, the big one that I would say is like Death Note. Um, and um, you might actually really like Death Note, to be honest. <laughs> you particularly. Um, but the, I feel like that was sort of a backhanded compliment. No, 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 no. no, no. It's it. not, not even a little bit backhanded. <laughs> it's fully compliment because it's up your alley of stuff. But like the reason why is because the whole premise starts out as one thing in in the beginning right and you're like oh this is what the show is going to be about is this thing and then it's like fuck you viewers and, and it, it is uh, not legit, like legitimately that. it's almost just like oh yeah it's kind of about that but it's actually about this thing that's happening now because of that thing and then that leads into all this other stuff that's now happening and the show is nothing like what you thought it was going to be and it's all because it's it doesn't hold itself back it doesn't go okay well we have to spend some time with the death notebook and show how that goes because that's how well, that's what the show is about mm -hmm. it's like no we're going to show you what the death note's about and then we're going to show you what it's like to flip that whole idea on its side and then go another direction with it what happens after that happens these big things that are happening you're only in episode fucking four and you're like dude this could have been its own show just the four episodes could have been a whole show. How many episodes is it actually? I don't, I couldn't even tell you. I, I don't, I just binged the shit out of it and I just needed to know. <laughs> so it was one like 24 hour movie. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, and that's what anime does. It does a really good job of like, here's a premise, here's the idea of what, of what's going on and that becomes the backdrop to all of these other things that are now happening and, and we're not afraid to take it to the next level of what would happen because of this stuff um so it i don't know just uh, this is super tangenty i know it is but <laughs> but just maybe check it out maybe it'll push you in 2022 oh god that's the year that we're coming up on yep Ugh. the year that hannah watches anime sounds like the title of an episode the one where hannah watches <laughs> anime the friends episode yes. yeah um, so we do have, we have a few people that sent in some stuff over the course of, you know, they've, the they've last written, 12 hours. 12 hours. <laughs> well, but they've, they've written to us. Uh, I know Steve Kane has written to us a few times. 
Um, he's he's submitted stories for our Halloween episode. He submitted a story that we were like, yeah, it's not really Halloween, but we like it. Um, and then and then he's I I reached out to people. I was like, hey, if you have something that you're proud of this year, you know, do you want me to read it? Let me know what it is. Steve K's like, you can read that story I sent you. I was like. I want to save that one, man. I want to save it. <laughs> Calm down, Steve. Uh, but uh, he did send us... Um, he was a part of an anthology um, that was put on by... Um, Tyler. Tyler did it. No. Curtis Dieter. Oh, this he did a, a different, different one. This okay. Is a different anthology. Uh, Curtis is also a contributor to our Halloween episode. He both wrote and read... Uh, and apparently he published an anthology called Made of Rust and Glass. Yeah, that came out this fall, right? Yeah. And it's basically a collection of uh, writers and poets that have a very Midwest voice. And it's all set in the Midwest. So you and I weren't privy to that. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Uh, now I'm not offended that I wasn't invited to contribute <laughs> Curtis. Thanks. <laughs> I'm a little too Northwestern for you. Uh, but yeah, I'll just read the, the first like page of that. I'm sorry, K- Steve Kane. I'm not going to read all eight pages on, on, on this episode. I'm yeah, just... Steve, I got six sentences in here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, chill out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just a, just a, an interesting start. So I'll just read that. Um, Till the well runs dry. I ain't much for city folk. I'm just a country boy from Georgia who was displaced to Yankee land, as some of my ex-friends would say. And I say ex-friends because they are still some people, uh, there are still some people, more than a few I might add, that are still fighting the Civil War in their heads and hearts, and they will and have excommunicate people from their lives, like myself, just because said people have moved out of Dixie. I know it's strange, but it's true, I swear. We all have misconceptions and biases, I guess. Maybe I'm generalizing. When people hear you're from Georgia, they tend to think that you're a dumb redneck and that you like country music, NASCAR, chew tobacco, own a bunch of hunting rifles, and say y'all a lot. We do. We chew tobacco 24-7. Women, too. We, When we come to some place like Cincinnati, we like to drive around 275 because it's like a racetrack. Only we're doing it in our pickup trucks with a gun rack on our back window, blasting Merrill Hagan, hey, Merrill Hagar. See, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everybody from Georgia. And George Jones cassettes on our radios. See, we still have cassette players because we're too dumb to master the technology of a CD player or USB. By now, you know I'm pulling your leg. That's my problem. Sarcasm. We're not all dumb rednecks, just the ones they choose to interview on television. Anytime a disaster happens, the reporter will pick out the redneckiest redneck with the one tooth in his or her head to ask, what did you see happen? And you just know the response is going to be something like, well, I was just sitting on the porch with my coon dog drinking a natty light when I sees that big bright light in the sky. It was over yonder in that there field. Yeah, that's how it starts. Anyway, I when I relocated to Ohio, I settled on a little river village outside of Cincinnati where I was close enough to the big city but far enough away, if you know what I mean. 
I like people from a distance. I'm not a mean person, not at all. I just like peace, quiet, and no drama. That was the first page. That's awesome. That was awesome. It was fun to read, too. Um, the part where you talked about the news really resonated with me. <laughs> I remember my parents, they always complain when they see someone like from our neck of the woods interviewed on TV. They're like, why did they choose that person? <laughs> like, they're the worst representation of this part of Oregon. <laughs> so it's not just Georgia, Steve. Nice. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, That's good. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I might, I might have to actually go buy the book. Learn about the Midwestern ways. Well, now I feel like Steve's just going to lie to me the whole time. <laughs> um, we also have something from John. Uh, John is a very good friend of mine, and he read uh, for our Halloween episode. Ooh. He's the one that did the one about the grave digger. I loved that one. Yeah. My favorite one. Probably the best story and read by someone who is amazing. He did great. Not that I didn't like any of the others. So don't get mad at me people i just I felt also, very i also submitted a story so <laughs> <laughs> the gravedigger one just made me very uncomfortable and yeah. that's my measure of a great story is if yeah. i feel like icky afterwards um but i've been pushing him for a while to start writing because he's a very creative guy and uh and so he's been doing nano remo as well and uh so this is what he's he he wanted to kind of show off a little bit and i think he, i i think he should be proud of it <clears throat> the skies were wild and tall again no longer being held up by structures, stretching and straining as though daring the sky to give up and fall. No, in this reorganized world, magic and mystery have replaced industry and capital. Mystical creatures and curious species have now been allowed to flourish. The forests and fields, gla fields, glades and swamps have been left to grow wild and free. There are now only remnants of what was once the pride of human innovation. And the only thing that scrapes the sky is a single tree in the center of the world. Bum, bum, bum. Ooh. Yeah. So. Uh, I I'm, like that. I'm, I'm pretty excited about what he's going to be doing um, with that story. There's there's more that he sent me, but I don't want to give it too much away. I think that that right there, just it's enough to get you a peek. It's very descriptive. Yeah, post-apocalyptic fantasy world. I love it. <laughs> um, are you? What are you looking forward to in the in the new year? Do you have anything that you're hoping oh, to get done? Oh God. Well, I hope I get everything I need to get done done before the new year, so that I can, you know, have that lovely fresh start that people always dream of. Yeah. Uh, but that probably won't happen. So I'm looking forward to finishing stories mm -hmm. that I've got in the. Uh, the backlog yeah uh i'm looking forward to more travel for work probably uh hopefully some travel for fun but yeah the whole travel situation is still Up weird yeah when will i get to go to another country again who knows someday someday we'll see the world again yeah what about you well that's a big that's another big uh kind of thing we got to talk about right with next year i'm gonna have oh, a yeah. kid um, so I'm going to be taking time off. We, we're going to take January off like we did last year. Um, cause we like the, the reset. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice time for us to kind of just chill and not have to worry. Oh shit. We got to read this book or, you know, something like that. Um, so January we're both going to take off, but 
My kid's probably going to be born at the end of January, so there's no way I'm going to have a kid and then immediately follow it up with coming back to the show. So selfish. Um, I just wouldn't have the energy to interrupt Hannah enough. (laughs) And I won't do the show if I don't have the energy to do that. I really appreciate your dedication. I am true to my to my alignment that is chaotic neutral um (laughs) and yeah so so i'm gonna be taking a few months off a couple months off i'm not sure we haven't really set a specific date at this point but um taking a couple of months off at the very least to kind of readjust to having this little terror in my life uh the 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 I described it so well before, um, having the embodiment of chaos and, uh, and fuck, it was so good. I'm not even going to try it anymore because it was, I, it was, it was really fun to describe a child to somebody and they're like, that's terrible. You shouldn't talk about your future child. Are these people who don't have kids who are judging you? Okay. Then that's fine. Yeah. It was fine. But yeah, I'm going to take time off. So Hannah has been working with a few people to try and set up some some guest spots. Yes, we are going to have a lovely lineup of guest hosts who probably won't interrupt me as much. So if that's what you listen to the show for, you might be a little sad. But I think I'm going to write a letter. You need to tell me who they are so I can write to each of them and encourage them to interrupt you. Oh, okay. oh well, okay, now I'm going to keep it all under lock and key. You yeah. are not going to know who the guests are until you listen <laughs> to the episode. I know a few of them already are. <laughs> Damn so. it. So, yeah, so I've already been in talks with a few people. I think I've got, like, at least five people who are confirmed. Yeah. They're they're down to do it, and they have an author picked out, which is awesome. Are so. you going to tell us who they are now, or do you want it to just happen? Um. So I know we're going to have Michael Crichton, uh, the author of Jurassic Park and Andromeda Strain, uh, etc. The Westworld TV show. I'm sorry. You're going to have him. Uh, He's dead, so he won't be on here. Okay. But we're going to talk about him. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry. I recognize that name. You You can't fool me into thinking that guy's going to be on our show. Well, uh, you know, he saved a piece of his DNA in some amber, and we're going to bring him back. I don't think he's Australian. Yeah, it was a pretty bad bad impression of little Mr. DNA, I I admit. So, yeah, so uh, our good friend Devani is going to be joining me to talk about Michael Crichton. Yeah. Uh, We've also got the other Tyler coming on at some point, and I believe Tyler Frankie. Yes, Tyler Frankie. I believe we are going to be talking about um, Fyodor Dostoevsky. So we're going to get very sad in Russian for an yeah. episode. He's going to be a good time. Eh? Yes. That was much better. Do you want to hear my Russian joke? Yes. Okay. It's only funny because because you have to do the Russian accent. <laughs> and uh, here we go, listeners. You're going to love this one. Okay. <clears throat> so there's two people sitting in car at the stoplight. It's snowing outside. It's very bad. And uh, stoplight turns to green. The driver, he's, he hits the, the gas. And then suddenly he turns to friend and says, Ah! Hey, this car is fascist leader! And his friend turns to him and says, Why is this car fascist leader, friend? And he says, Because it's stolen! Ah! Uh, <laughs> uh- <laughs> 
Oh, wow. I made that joke up. Did you really? Yeah, that's my my own original joke. I am impressed and impressed by your accent. Thank Although, you I think we have some Russian listeners, so they are probably not impressed. If you are a Russian listener of any kind, uh, I dare you to do a better impression of an American. Doing a Russian accent? <laughs> no, or? do an American accent and okay. send it our way. Of that joke. Make fun of me doing an impression of you. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, do that and we'll play it on our... Dostoyevsky episode. Yeah, everybody send in Russian accents. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, Lewis and Lovecraft at gmail.com. <laughs> You're going to get so many messages. It's going to be great. I'm not even going to be around. And I'm still oh, causing I'm chaos. just going to be like pressing play and <laughs> hating my life or loving my life. It if could you, go either way. You record yourself telling that joke. We'll pick the best one. <laughs> Okay, I said and we had some Russian listeners, not like 20. No, I'm talking about any listener. Any okay. listener. This is now, this is turning into a contest. Send us you of an audio clip of you telling us that joke. We'll pick the best ones and put it on the show. And by will, I mean Hannah, because oh I'm not doing shit. Thank you for this extra work, Tyler. <laughs> Lewis at Lovecraft at gmail.com. <laughs> So you guys have that to listen, uh, look forward to in the new year. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll also have Britt Winchester on for an episode. Um, what, are you, what are you guys talking about? I believe we're going to do Zora Neale Hurston. That's the one which that we got were, you yeah. out of doing it yeah, for the second we year were in a row. Do it this year, like now, we were supposed to do it right now. Yeah, right, right meow, yeah, right meow. But she suggested her, so I was like, oh sweet. Yeah, I don't. That'll work I great. I still don't know who that is. So. Uh, I'll probably make Talon do it. Talon, uh, do what? Do a co-host oh, episode. Oh, do an episode. Yeah. yeah? Um, okay. So he'll probably talk about Native American legends. Nice. Yep. We, we will discuss Kushtakas, uh, which he thinks are the most terrifying Native American monsters. And I'm just like... Over Wednegos? I know. Exactly. So have you seen the previews for that movie, Antlers? Uh, no, not really. I've seen that it's a thing. It's a I horror movie yeah. about Wendigos. And yeah. so we're planning to watch it whenever it's streaming. And he was like, you know, I just don't understand why... Like, people don't make movies or scary stories about Kristakas. And I'm like, because otter people are not scary, Talon. Like, you are never going to sell this to mainstream American <laughs> culture. I'm sorry. He's very upset, and he will probably debate me fiercely. I can't wait to listen to that episode. Yeah. So, it'll it'll be, we have a good selection. And I feel like we honestly have, like, more people that we can tap into for co-hosts. Yep. So, take all your time. Uh, uh, hang out with your kid. Although, actually, like, maybe don't hang out with your kid. You seem to have a lot of beef with him already, so... He didn't listen to me. Yeah. I gave him one command as his father, and he he directly and disobeyed me. He turned his back on you. Literally turned his back on me. No father has been disrespected this much since the prodigal son of the scripture times. Oh, my. Wow. <laughs> Good. Little hiccup. You might want to stay in there a little little if, while later. If longer. Let's, let's just live in a world real quick where I don't, not to be sad, but let's just pretend I'm dead and my son is listening to this show <laughs> to get to know his father. And he gets to this point. Oh, God. Son, I love you. I'm, I'm just joking. I love you very much. <laughs> just, needed to, just needed to get that one out there. Wow. If I'm dead, don't trust your mother. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I hope he gets to know me enough by this point. <laughs> okay, I feel like if you die tragically before your son is old enough to listen to these, it's my moral obligation to go back and delete this episode. <laughs> no, you have to be the facilitator to make sure he's listening. He's going to listen to it, and Becca's going to be there when you say, don't trust your mother, and she's going to be like, what the God fuck? damn it, Tyler. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Follow the clues, son. <laughs> Follow the clues, little hiccup. <laughs> you need to write this as a story, obviously. There's a lot going on here. It's going to be another short story I'm going to write. Maybe I am good at mystery. I had no idea. Yeah. Just make shit no, up. No, you're good at like the initial, the inciting incident of a mystery. I like, are you going to leave these clues for him? Or are you just going to abandon him to look for clues? in the universe i don't know now i don't well, yeah. i don't know you gotta have follow through to do mystery yeah i gotta figure that shit out <laughs> i don't know sorry hiccup i'm not good at mystery but i am good at being stupid so <laughs> don't be like me <laughs> <laughs> and don't trust your mother apparently <laughs> uh this is another one that someone sent in uh that they had um they published a book or they're publishing a book the renegade Ocarnist. Ocarn Would you like me to read Ocarnist? this one? Yeah, you should read it. It's. I'll read I, the story. I've read enough. Who's People this from? This is uh, the author. Eagle of Knight. Oh. <laughs> that's the email. Eagle Knight is the email. What the fuck is this word? Uh, that's what I was. <laughs> I thought you were just having a Tyler moment. No, but... it's a. Hey, listen, guy. Um, this is your. This is your. Uh, Acarnist. Yeah, this is your pen name, and it's great, except for the part that we have zero. I mess up my own friends' names, so it's going to be hard for me to say this name. Well, what is an ocarina? It's okay. This is ocarnist. a... Oh, okay. So an ocar ocarnist plays an ocarina, which is a ceramic vessel flute originating from Central America. Wait, that was just That's exactly to... what it sounds like. Uh, it, it's from Orcarino Time. It's, for, it's from a video game. <laughs> okay, so the title of this story is The Renegade Ocarinist, and it's from Alexander Villancourt, which is an awesome name that I hear is a pen name. Um, so the setup for this is Mia and her two companions are currently at a strange inn they found in the middle of the forest. Fat Will and Mum had left earlier but returned. Now all three are leaving. <clears throat> They pulled their packs onto their shoulders and headed out the door. They turned left at the end of the hallway and followed it into the lobby where Fat Will stiffened and walked quickly past the innkeeper, giving him no look as he hurried to the door. Ah, miss, the innkeeper greeted as he saw her approach. Might I have a moment of your time? No, called Fat Will from just outside the door. I'm sorry, she replied, but we really need to get going. I have a message for you, he offered. Mia stopped and glanced at him expectantly, but Mum was right behind her hands on her shoulders and was gently pushing her toward the door the message is not necessary he assured the man whose mouth was open in a mild frown wait he said so forcefully that it was almost a shout he turned to mum did you or did you not ask me to give the lady a message from you this morning i did but and didn't i promise you that i would give her said message you did but what is going on there yelled fat will from outside and I, sir, am a man who keeps my promises. Will you believe that? 
Yes, I suppose, but still... So I ask you, please, let me give her the message that I had earlier promised to give her. Let me fulfill my oath and keep my honor in this, at least. Mum hung his head in defeat. Thank you. Come on, guys. I just want to get out of here, yelled Fat Will. Hold your horses, shouted the innkeeper back at him. He shook his head and pointed a thumb to the door. Hard to find good help these days, you know. The message, please, sir, Mia asked politely. The innkeeper patted her on the arm and smiled up at Mum. And what lovely manners she has. Sir, she asked quietly. Ah, yes. Your large, killerly friend would like me to tell you to meet them up the road where they will be waiting for you. He smiled at them, then put the back of his hand along his mouth and whispered to Mum, Did I get that right? The big man just groaned and steered Mia to the door as she offered a little wave and called, Thank you. You're welcome, he mumbled to an empty room. Seeing his reflection in one of the mirrors, he asked, What are you looking at? And then sat in his chair behind the counter, all but disappearing from view. Oh my word, what took you guys so long? Fat Will complained as soon as they emerged from the inn. Mum rolled his eyes and informed him that the crazy man needed to give Mia his earlier message. But we're right here together, he stated the obvious. Mum just shrugged as they crossed the courtyard to retrieve their horses. I want to know who this killerly friend is. Is that Fat Will? Yeah, man. I don't know. That's kind of uh, body shaming there. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I like the descriptor, large killerly friend. Sorry, I'm <clears throat> trying to keep this chair from falling over. Like, it's like slowly. Something's not right with that chair. Are you sure? It's it looks like somebody's rocking back in it, which is kind of creepy. Just sitting back there. Just... Yeah. Now continue. <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know why it's an old scary woman. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so uh, we have more stuff to read, but I, I don't think that we have enough time for tonight's episode. So I apologize to our other people who, who shared stuff with us. Uh, basically, it was supposed to be kind of just like a, hey, good job, way to write stuff this year. Um, but there's other things that I want to talk about and read. The which reviews. I want to read our reviews from yeah. this last year. There's not a ton of them, uh, which is kind of sad. Um, you can change that, listener. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you like took a breath, I was like, ah, his voice is uh, going to get all he's, preachy. He's doing something. Um, yeah, no, we just have a few on Podchaser. If you listen to our show and you want to leave a review, the two best places are Podchaser or iTunes. Uh, obviously, if you're using iTunes, that's the, that's the place to do it. If you're not using an iPod or iTunes to listen to our show, if you're using Spotify or you go to our website or however it is that you listen to our show, podchaser.com is the way to do it. You can find our show there. You can leave a review for our show. You can leave a review for specific episodes. Um, you can follow me as a creator. Did you create a, a, an account on there at all? I don't think so. You should. If you ever guest on other people's shows, like when you were on uh, Contrivance, it tell if people follow you, it tells them when you where I guess I yeah. guess that's useful. It's it's pretty cool. So you can follow me. Um, my hope is in the next year I can start pushing myself onto other people's shows a little bit. Um, and so yeah, uh, so um, we have we have a few great um, reviews. All of them are five star on. Um, Podchaser. Podchaser. All of our reviews are great. Thanks, guys. Um, 
the first one uh, from May 17th. Actually, let's start with the, the oldest, right? Are Jan- these all these this year? Yeah, all okay. of these are this year. There's four of them. January 1st. Um, whether you you like reading, learning, or just philosophizing with buds, this is a must-listen podcast. Listening to Tyler and Hannah is like sitting down for a coffee with two old friends. Oh. They strike a great balance of levity and sincerity that invites me back episode after episode. This is one of my favorite podcasts and hands down one of the best indie podcasts out there. <gasps> wow, that was so sincere. Right? That was like I feel uncomfortable now. Probably the best comment we've ever gotten. I need to make a fart joke now or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then after that, so that was January 1st. Then uh, in April, we got I Want a Sticker. Send the person a sticker, Tyler. What are you doing? I know. It's my fault. I'm terrible with merch stuff. I've been too busy. But look, I'm sorry. I'm moving on Uh, to May. Between Lewis and Lovecraft is an amazing show. Hannah and Tyler are fun, informative, and have great chemistry between them. The production value is superb. and the Wow, actors, they were really sucking up to you there. Yeah, and the actors and readers they are that they use are first rate. Ooh. Between Lewis and Lovecraft is a must listen. So they must have listened to our... Sci-fi uh, episode. Sci-fi so or, actually, they're... Uh, I, I like <gasps> how you go to sci-fi and not the Halloween episode, but well, sure. Well, it came out right after the sci-fi episode. It did come out right after the sci-fi episode. So that's Person, on you. Person, leave another review and specify which episode you yeah, were Yeah, go to the episode to. on Podchaser and leave the review for that episode. Because otherwise, I'm going to have to worry about if you meant me or Tyler. No, he definitely meant you. For sure he meant you. <laughs> uh, and then in June, uh, we got uh, Love This Podcast. The backstories behind some of my fave and not fave authors <laughs> are so cool. Hannah and Tyler put so much work into the research of these folks, and their banter is fun. I enjoy their perspectives on the lives of these legends, air quotes, and how their stories help demystify them. Ooh, well, yeah. we love you too, listener. Yeah. So that's uh, pretty dope. We got people doing that. And then over on iTunes. <laughs> people are not so kind. <laughs> Is it an iTunes thing? I think it's a, just an Apple user thing. Apple like, if users. you're an Apple user, you're a jerk. Just kidding. <laughs> Are just totally <laughs> shitting on Apple users. It's true. Everybody else is great, but Apple users suck balls. Tyler dude. and I both have Androids, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. I'm um, trying to find. So it looks like. Uh, Cam sent you the screenshots, right? Um, yes, he sent me screenshots, and I'm looking over them because. Some of them are great. Um, March 26th, an insightful resource for those with literary interests. The hosts present and analyze literary works spanning genre and title with spanning genre and style with an open mind. Ooh. Um, okay, that person wasn't so mean. <laughs> uh, December 21st of last year. What, that one doesn't count. We're looking at this year's. Um, October 25th of this year, so just a month ago. Two days before my birthday. What are you going to say? Uh, they talk more about movies than the books, which I <laughs> which I feel are most often better and deeper than a movie. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah, we, both, we both agree with that, but the movies are where people jump into things, so... I also need to know, like, which movies are you specific? Like, did they listen to our movie episode and they're complaining about this? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I feel like they talk about movies a lot. 
You mean on our movie episode? Yeah, dude. I'm so sorry. Or maybe they talk, they listen to the Tolkien one, in which case, like, yeah, I agree. But I really, I, I prefer the movies to the books. Mm. Lord of the Rings. I just, yeah, I Tolkien needed an editor. Yeah. Um, April 5th. So this would be right after your sci-fi, right? Okay. Um, I always love to learn about the authors slash creators behind my favorite works. Hannah and Tyler package the info in an entertaining and hilarious combo. Check them out. I love the word hilarious. Hilarious. A lot of people say we're funny. That's so nice of them. Yeah. Um, (laughs) November 2nd. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Our most recent one of 2021. I've mostly enjoyed listening to the show. Oh, by the way, this is three stars. Oh, I've mostly, mostly enjoyed listening to the show. However, hearing Matt give really weak and white reasons as to why he'd agree not to say the N-word in full was highly cringe. And I'm questioning continuing. So, Tyler, um, <laughs> tell me what you think this person is referring to, because I had no idea when I first saw it. Well, so they obviously think that my name is Matt. Okay. At least it's not me. Hopefully. Um, but if you remember when we first started the show, we did Lewis and then mm-hmm. we did Lovecraft, right? Whoa, like it's was, like that's the name of the show or yeah. something. Um, and when we, we were still new, right? We had just done like two episodes with Lewis and this is our first episode on Lovecraft. And there's, there's, unfortunately, when you're talking about Lovecraft, you have to deal with the racist issue of, of who he is as a person. And the thing he named his cat. And the thing he named his cat which is the name he gave to his cat. And I came in all hot-headed, right? And like I had at this point started to become a character when we do the show of I'll just say some shit and we'll see how that lands and what sticks to the wall, right? And so I came in and uh, I needed to be reeled in a bit because I was like, this is terrible what he named his cat and we need to and address it. And I'm gonna it. tell you all And I'm gonna it. tell you how terrible it is, right? Uh, and then you told me, hey, let's not say racial slurs on our show that will get us canceled three episodes in. Especially since at that point we were also recording in a in store. In a bookstore, in public, open to everyone. So it wasn't just Hannah, it was also Megan Waterman of the book. Whose book, eyes who like, like got wide I, back there and I was like. Don't say the N word. In my store. In, yeah. Uh, during the daylight hours in public. like. Yeah, it's it was bad. So I was coming off of being all hot and bothered about the fact that I couldn't say that we a word, censored you. That I was being censored by the man. Um, I still agree with past Tyler, but with the wisdom of understanding why <laughs> why Hannah and Megan said no. Exactly. Um, but that's just that's just who I am. I'm stubborn to a fault. So yeah, it, I guess you can say any. You can. <clears throat> You can reduce anybody's opinion down to the color of their skin in order to be reductionist if you want to. But that's not why I was, I had those opinions. So it it has nothing to do with me being white. (laughs) Honestly, it has everything to do with me hating the fact that people treat other people shittily. And I wanted, I want to come out as someone who hates that. So Yes. So dear listener, Matt really wanted to say the n-word matt wanted to say it but tyler tyler knew that he couldn't (laughs) um but yeah you know thanks for the eh 
the that's eh? the three title stars is is, is still eh. good and and on, a, and on a good note uh may 18th we got one that says i love books but almost as much i love writers backstories and the playful banter puns and insights that both tyler and hannah dig up are awesome that's really nice. Tolkien was one of my favorite episodes, but I've learned about new authors and worlds to explore. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the whole point. That is the whole point. So I think I've got I've got just a couple more things. Um, I know I'm just leading everyone on with uh, more and more stuff. Um, we got two pieces of listener mail that I wanted to share with the folks um, that we've gotten over the last year. Um, I love that we got this mail in. Um, I highly encourage you guys to write in more mail, uh, either with criticisms of Matt and his terrible ability to not say slurs. Um, <laughs> I actually, I do like the criticism because usually I find it very funny. Yeah. Like I'm not offended by that. No, it didn't, not even it didn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, you know, let us know what you think about uh, our opinions and things on the show. We, we definitely want to hear about it. But back in May, we got uh, a letter from, we'll call him Phil. Phil. Tyler raised his eyebrow like I'm supposed to know no, who that is. No, not a little bit. I was just saying. I was just saying. That's what I'm calling him. He says, hello, Hannah and Tyler. I started listening to Between Lewis and Lovecraft in December of 2019 when my daughter was born, and I had many nights staying up late with her to listen. I've listened to all the episodes and want to share how much I enjoy it. It's wonderful learning from and through the two of you about authors and the history surrounding their lives. I thoroughly love it and get quite a few laughs in, too, as your humor and personalities make themselves very present. Listening to Isaac Asimov episode, you just made a pretty great, and I can't... Oh. <clears throat> Listening to the Isaac Asimov episode you made was pretty great, and I can't wait for the second half, as he has been my favorite author for years. Thanks again for the love and passion you give, both in creating the show and the content you share, which you are clearly very good at. Checking out your Patreon page for certain... That's awesome. Uh-huh. I do remember seeing that one when we, yeah. it came into our email and it uh, warmed my heart. Yeah, it was a really it was, good, it was nice. It was nice to, to hear people. It's nice for us. I mean, like we, we don't really get paid doing this. So it's <laughs> nice to know that we affect people's lives in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a good one. And then <clears throat> just recently we got uh, back on November 9th, we got uh, a submission from our website. So somebody went to our website and contacted us through there Mm -hmm. just to tell us uh, this one we'll call Al. I'm going to call him Al. Is that what he signed his email? No, I don't, I just don't, I don't feel comfortable giving out all their information. Oh, If you want us to use your real name, you have to tell us. Otherwise I'm going to just come up with something else. Um, Al says, as an unmarried, child-free person and a card-carrying cynic, I am you. Where do you get a card? Oh, it's a cynic? secret. Oh, we're not telling you. Damn it! Me and Al, we got our cards. You can't have one. I guess I'll, you know, I'll, I'll just be hopeful that I can get one. <laughs> You're too optimistic, That's Tyler. That's the problem. <laughs> Uh, once you give up on that, then you get the card. Uh, as a card-carrying member, uh, card-carrying cynic, I am usually very scathing about peons to marriage. No, that's not the right peons. word. Peons. Peons. What's this word, Hannah? I don't know this word. 
This per Al, you're too smart for us. Al stumped me. I mean, I feel like I've seen it before, but I I don't know what it is. I think it has to do with like praising stuff, right? Maybe. Giving worship to. Oh, a joyous song or hymn of praise. Hey, look at that. I don't know the word, but I can figure it out what it means. Wow, good job. <laughs> Context clues. Uh, scathing about. How do you say it? Uh, I just looked up the definition, Tyler. I didn't. Okay. Pull up a YouTube. We're video. gonna call it. Pay, pay Ian's, pay Ian's. That's almost certainly wrong, but yeah, okay. Very scathing about pay Ian's to marriage and family. However, damn it, Al. <laughs> However, after listening to part number one of the Stephen King podcast oh. and hearing Tyler's wonderful tribute to his wife and soon-to-be child, see, I did talk about it. I have to admit that I was genuinely moved. Aww. Tyler, if you can write with the same eloquence and sincerity with which you speak, your own 24-room mansion and spider web fence can't be too far off. That's probably one of the literally one of the nicest things that somebody has ever said to me. That ever. was really, really nice and sweet, Al, but I have to tell you that I am now revoking your cynic card. <laughs> you are no longer <laughs> a member nice of things. the club. Okay, but then he followed up. I also enjoyed the fact that as soon as Hannah said kudos to Stephen King and in my mind, I said kudos to him, Tyler said exactly the same thing. Nice to know I'm not the only one with such a weak sense of puny humor. That's Wait, did you just say puny humor? That's what you Punny said, that's humor. What oh, <laughs> I can't read it all. This whole time I thought, I thought it was puny. Puny. <laughs> <laughs> you have a puny sense of humor. Yeah, I thought it was like, oh, I, we have a weak sense. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. That Al is uh, like listener number one in my heart right now. Yeah. Even even though I had to take away his cynic card. Al's going into the new year number one. Number so one. If you want to be number one, you can reach out to us and try and top Al. You've got to use at least two words that Which we is, can't pronounce. It's funny because yeah, it's funny because he mostly gave me praise. Yeah, but you know it was very nice, and I it appreciate really his nice. kindness. And you know, uh, I'm not gonna lie, Al. Reading this really, uh, really did genuinely um, motivate me to write uh, a little bit more this month. So thank you very much for saying that. It, and Al, because you said nothing kind about me, that's why NaNoWriMo failed. Yeah, uh, Thanks she a lot. failed because of that. So <laughs> next year, your next fault, year Al. you can submit another story, uh, or not another story, another another uh, letter, another letter for Hannah. Um, so uh, with that, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna end end the show, or we're gonna try to end. Are the you show. sure? Well, I I did want to mention, you know, I didn't I tried not to talk too much about it as like an ad on our show. But I did this last year publish an anthology. Like, and when I say I published it, like I didn't write a story and then it was published in somebody else. I published it. I you did everything. I hired an artist for the cover and then I designed the cover with the artist, um, which took a lot of time. I did all the typesetting and formatting for each story. I created graphics for each uh, chapter. Um, I worked with the uh, authors, which I did. I did write a story and, and submit it, but um, 
there's other authors that are a part of this and um i worked with them to get them in i worked with the editors to get them edited back to the authors for for more rewrites and back to me and then figure it out and then i helped I had help along the way. I did not do everything on my own, but I did have help along the way. Uh, people curating the stories with me, people helping me get things moving. Um, and it was all part of the Phoenix Quill um, writers group on, on Facebook. So I just wanted to say thank you to that group of people um, who helped me accomplish this. Um, again, I'm trying... I... <clears throat> It's a, it, it is a big deal for me, so I'm not trying to necessarily say it's all me and I get all the credit because I don't. But for me, it is like I did this thing, right? I can be proud of it. So I'm, I'm trying to toe this line of, of selfishness and ego and also pride in something that I've created. So I, I get to hold this book in my hand that has my story in it and, and it's a piece of art that I helped create. Um, and so if you're so inclined, if you're looking for a good book to, to read uh, of short stories, this is this is a great book. Um, and I've actually had people come up to me here in town because they sell it at the local bookstore uh, who've told me they've read my story and how good it is. That's awesome. So that's that's really nice. Um, and if you don't live in Canby, you can get it on Amazon. Yeah, um, or Barnes can, and Noble as well. Yeah, uh, and you are T.W. Clausen on there, right? I am T.W. Okay. Clausen. That's my pen name. Um, so yeah, you can check it out. It's the, the idea behind it is um, there's there's a magical land um, and a, a magical house, kind of a Hogwarts situation um, where these these characters live um, and breathe and create stories. And so we we as the authors submitted avatars of ourselves into the, the pool of characters that people could use in their story and then people could just grab them and use them mine being uh kind of a dungeon mastery type of guy who, shocking yeah loves D and going on adventures and so and there's all kinds of wacky fun adventures that happen and some of them are really like sad that. some of them are really happy mine kind of mixes both together and does a blend um so yeah, so that's something that I, I'm really, really, really proud of. And I wish we had more time so I could read bits and pieces out of this anthology, but we just don't have time to. Um, so go check it out yourself. Go check it out yourself and, and you can hold it in your hands or you can get the ebook for cheaper. And um, I just did our first payment of we are taking proceeds and we're taking a portion of the proceeds and we are um, giving it to charity. Um, so we've been helping uh, just it's not a lot i'm not like ooh thousands what of, it's just whatever whatever small amount of money i can give to a charity that helps people in their creative writing and uh get books and creative writing supplies to places that need them that would normally not have access to them what's the name of the charity uh critical role foundation it's based really? off of yeah the critical role show which is a DD show and they started a foundation where they work with underprivileged areas like in Africa and uh, and others to get them uh, creative writing supplies and then they also work in LA to, to help kids who need a space to to learn how to write and stuff so it's, it's a really cool charity that I think being an author and, and a book the proceeds can go towards that and it kind of makes sense that's awesome yeah um, so yeah so that's that Hannah what did you what did you want to talk about as we get ready to go. I've got nothing. We'll do, see you for do the... Do you want people to do anything in the new <laughs> year for you? 
just keep listening. <laughs> Put up with me while I uh, do some episodes where I don't have Tyler around to, um, you know, go off on sermons. It's going to... Who's going to do the sermons now? I don't know. Who is going to I don't know. proselytize? I don't know. I, I It's not my concern for oh those Oh, my gosh. It's, I don't have to worry about it. I'm going to be too busy... Wiping poop and shit. I'm going to have to find a genuine personality in, in between <laughs> now and then. Yeah, you're <sighs> going to have to pull like a Joss Whedon and actually do a, give a woman a personality in the show. Is, am I the woman? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm not even sure if I'm like pro Whedon or, or... I'm like my uh, own like bad woman stereotype yeah. in a, in you're the a you're the book show. smart one that <sighs> doesn't have a personality your personality is that you're book smart oh god <laughs> i need glasses then, yeah, and then <laughs> this you were, is all wrong and then you were pretty the whole time but you had glasses <laughs> on and nobody knew god that always pisses me off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh one last thing submit stories submit writer or listener emails uh we want to hear from you guys we want uh I've been pushing some of these stories off to other episodes because I, I want to start closing out our show with indie authors and, and stuff. So please write to us. We want to hear from you. It really does. It makes it worth it for us because, uh, like I said, we get to know that you're listening and that we're, we get to affect you in some way. And if you are, you know, one of our writer friends, um, we are planning to do another flash fiction special in April like we did last year. I'm not sure yet what genre we should do. So if you're one of our writers and have a suggestion, mm. reach out. Because we did sci-fi last time. We can do sci-fi again or we can shake it up a little bit. So yeah, uh, help help a girl out because uh, we're going to need to start taking submissions for that in the new year. Um, and I'll, I'll be in charge of that one again since Tyler does Halloween. So yeah. the sooner th- I figure my shit out, the better. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tyler can return from paternity leave and listen to all of your fantastic work. That would be the best episode to come back on because I don't even have to do yeah, anything on that episode. Yeah, you don't have to do any prep. You just show up and listen to great fiction. It'd be great. So. I love that idea. <laughs> so once once the listeners demand me back by submitting their stories, then I'll come back. Yeah, it's like a weird encore type thing. Yeah. You're like, Tyler, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, and so with that, I think we're going to do our, our quick little outro, which is you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, um, at, at Lewis and Lovecraft on those places. You can email us um, at lewisandlovecraft at gmail.com. You can go to our website and contact us there if you'd like or you know, go through pictures of us and see other stuff. Uh, which is lewisandlovecraft.gmail.com or lewisandlovecraft.com <laughs> <laughs> and as always we want to give a shout out to Jake Basson for our awesome intro music since I've been recording remotely like the past few months I've missed hearing it because for some because reason Tyler can't make me hear it in my headphones in so Bellingham weird. so it was awesome getting to hear it again uh, live and in the studio you can check out all of his music at uh, soundcloud.com slash Jake Basson yep uh, make sure you subscribe to our show so that you can catch all the fun, weird, random shit that we do. Uh, especially in the new year when we're when we're getting back into the swing of things, we'll be doing deep dives. We, I will, I'm pre-recording a bunch of, of correspondence episodes, so those will continue to come out. 
Um, so you can keep up with all of that. And make sure you go to our Patreon if you want to support us there. You can do that. There's a lot of different options. Some of them are the exact same as the cheaper options. They're just more expensive. So also, that- you're not going to get anything regardless of which option you choose. Yeah. You're just point, telling us that you like us. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, and rate and review us on uh, iTunes and Podchaser so we can uh, get some some new material to read this time next year and if you're going to say something mean please make sure to get our names wrong so we don't take it personally yes that's the best thing you can do yep. call her Pamela Pamela and I will yes. continue to be Matt yes <laughs> Tyler is Matt now <laughs> yeah um, so yeah so um, uh, thanks listeners make sure the best thing you can do remember is to uh, tell a friend Tell a friend, tis the season to to spread joy and awareness of our wonderful show. And every single little, you know, holiday card that you're going to write to your friends and your family, just put a little, check out Lewis and Lovecraft podcast. Yeah. Or just like slip a sticker in there. Oh, yeah. Well, Well, we got to give them stickers stickers out. (sighs) Okay. There's like five of you out there who have stickers. Um, But yeah, just tell a friend and that will help us exponentially. You'll have no idea if you get 10 friends to tell 10 of their friends and then they get 10 of their friends is this a pyramid scheme basically it's a pyramid scheme um hannah you got anything else to say no you ready for a new november to be over yes all right (laughs) me too and with that we shall say good luck ghoul gang Ah. Ghoul gang!